Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hello there, friends. Welcome to episode 12 of Sisters in the Spirit. Can you believe it's episode 12? We've been together for a while now. Um, Time is just really flying by um, since I started this podcast back in January. And now it's springtime, and we just celebrated Easter. I hope you had a blessed Resurrection Sunday and that you were able to spend time with family and celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and the hope that we have because we know that He is alive. And if this is your first time listening to Sisters in the Spirit, welcome, welcome. We are so glad to have you part of this community of women just encouraging each other to focus our hearts and minds on the Lord and cling to Him even in difficult situations and just the ups and downs that we face in our day-to-day journey. So I'm really glad that you've found me here. And um, we have a Facebook group called Sisters in the Spirit that is a great place to hang out and get to know each other more. Um, This week, I would love for us to share some of our Easter traditions or memories from your childhood Um, So if you are already part of the group, um, that's what the discussion will be about this week, and I hope that you'll join it. Um, If you haven't yet joined, uh, hit pause and hop over to Facebook and look up Sisters in the Spirit with Sarah St. Clair um, on Facebook and request to join um, I would just love to put a face with my friends who are listening um, on the other side of this microphone. So I'm sitting in my cozy little living room with my uh, dog on one couch and my cat curled up sleeping behind me. Um, everyone else is tucked in bed after a very um, full Easter It started for me and my husband at 5.30 this morning when the alarm went off. Um, He was playing keyboard at church, and I was in the choir, and we had three services. So um, sound check was at 7, and we live about half an hour away from the church. So nice early uh, Resurrection Sunday, but we were able to see the sun start peeking through the clouds this morning after a weekend full of lots of rain and the birds were singing and uh, it just made my heart um, get so excited and what better way to spend my uh, beginning of my Easter just worshiping the Lord and um, with my friends at church, uh, singing his praises. So, um, I hope that you had some time, um, for personal reflection, 
um, as much as I love the congregational worshiping and declaring that he is alive, um, I also took some time just to sit and ponder um, what Easter is about and leading up to Easter was the cross and um, just the pain and sacrifice that Jesus made in order to bring us salvation is so touching um, and helps keep me grounded in my day-to-day wanting to complain (laughs) about life and it's so easy to get our focus on our own problems and forget what a gift every day is from the Lord. So one of the scriptures that I was meditating on this week was Isaiah 53. And verse 3, I just wanted to read some of these verses to you. And... um just let it kind of help us take a minute to ponder. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. And this part just caught me in a special way um, because of some of the deep sorrows that I've had on my heart this past year, some of the losses of dreams and um, places and people um, and just realizing again that Jesus came, became a man experience sorrow of the deepest kind and grief that he was acquainted with it. And if he was, then I can trust my heart to him. So I hope that is an encouragement to you. Um, I We'll just read a little bit more just because so many of these verses were just so beautiful. Verse 4 says, Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. And then it just ends um, farther along in this passage. Um, Let's see, verse 12. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for us all. And that just caused my heart to just fall in love with Jesus all over again. And I hope it does the same for you as we look upon our Savior who was willing to be bruised and beaten so that we could be made whole. And he was whipped and stripes upon his back 
so that our hearts could be healed. So if you're facing a situation of deep sorrow and grief, um, just know that there is healing and wholeness that comes through the supernatural work of Jesus Christ. And we can cling to him. We can trust him. And he doesn't ignore our pain, but he visits us in our pain and is acquainted with it. And I just think that's so beautiful. Um, There's one more verse that I want to share with you before we jump into listening to the second part of the interview with my friend Connie Jarrett um, that we had started last week. Um, I've been studying in Nehemiah and the verse that really hit me in a special way this week was found in chapter 4. Nehemiah 4.14, the second part of it, it says, Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. And, you know, I've really been thinking about life in a more of that warrior perspective. Like, I want to be a warrior for the Lord and a a mom who fights for her kids and who fights for the souls of my family and friends. And even this podcast is like me wanting to help you to fight, to join in the battle and to say, come on, sister, let's fight this spiritual battle together. And, you know, the the Bible tells us that we are in a spiritual battle, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so we're supposed to put on the full armor of God and be warriors. And so this um, verse just really jumped out to me. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious. And then as you remember him and keep our eyes on him, we can fight for our families and for the people that are in our lives. So I hope that's an encouragement to you as well. Um, Now let's jump in and listen to Connie as she shares the rest of her story and ways that God showed up in such amazing ways for her. And um, I just know it will bless your heart. Okay, so we're back with Connie Jarrett for um, more um, just about her story. And the last episode, we kind of got an overview of the past five years right? and um, just lots of life challenges and um, difficult, surprising situations that came, the loss of two moms, both your mom and mother-in-law in mm-hmm. the same year. Yeah. Um, and then, um, taking over their family business and then having to sell the business and then your daughter being diagnosed with cancer. And the father-in-law, and of course, died the father-in-law too, yeah. passed away. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so just a lot of loss, a lot of life change. Your husband right. retired early. Right. Um, so facing things in a different stage of life than what you thought, probably like, oh, I thought that was like 10 years away from now or something. And now I'm facing it right now. 
Um, so we just wanted to come back today and um, share with the with you guys um, about how Connie saw God show up um, in every situation and um, how he used his word to strengthen you and give you hope. And um, so why don't you go ahead and share some of the scriptures? Sure. There's a few scriptures that God really impressed upon my heart. And as as we know, God's timing is perfect. And, and several years before any of this even occurred, um, you know that scripture that you, well, I'll read it to you. It's um, Philippians 1, 6. Mm. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. And I'm, I'm sure those of you who have been raised in church and are Christians have heard this verse a time or two. Um, it's funny when we hear verses like this, we can just say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great verse. Yeah. Um, but several years before 2018, when all this started, God had really, it was like a light bulb moment, you know, that God had really impressed upon my heart. This isn't just for me. This is for my children. Mm, you know, as okay. a parent, you know, you want to see your children succeed. You want to see them um, be lovers of Jesus and, and lovers of, of people and, and, you know, obviously upstanding citizens and yes. pay their own bills someday. Right. Um, you know, and there's a lot of anxiety or potential anxiety when you look towards finishing homeschool and launching your children and, you know, what's next for them. And, you know, and God was clearly preparing my heart that he has it. He has them that he was going to make sure that he watched over my children. Yeah. All that we had instilled in them, all the faith and, and biblical understanding and education, all of that, that, that he was going to be faithful to continue that work. And that's most likely why I felt such a peace that the weekend my kids both left. Yes. I, I might've shed a tear but it wasn't very memorable because I remember clearly feeling like this is totally God's hand. Yeah. You know, he has made it clear to me that this is his path for my children and it is best for my children that they are where they need to be in order to grow. Yeah. And I want that more than anything. Yeah. I want them to be where they're supposed to be, where God wants them to be. Right. So and that just verse. Just trusting that God had them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that was super encouraging. And of course, I didn't realize back when he showed me that, it was probably three or four years before that, that they left. Yeah. That he had impressed that on me. Another verse was Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, this verse is pretty well known in the Christian community. But I think it's 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 one thing to know it in your head. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give burdens to Jesus. We'll pray about it. But it's another when you're facing things yeah. to really take this to heart and really believe it. To really believe that when I take this to you in prayer, Lord... You really have it. You're really going to carry my burdens. Yeah. You know, and that, I mean, obviously I've faced other trials and other things before. I lost mm -hmm. my grandmother and she and I were very close, mm. you know, but she was 92, you know, and she loved Jesus and right. I knew she was in heaven and, you know, but this, this whole season, um, you know, with one thing after another, almost at the same time at times, yeah. um, you know, it could have been overwhelming. But I will say that, truthfully, there was never a time that I felt like it was out of control. Yeah. I just, I had that sense that I knew God had it, that God knew that he saw that his purposes and his plan were perfect. Wow. I wasn't always happy about it. Right. <laughs> you know, I definitely was authentic. I mean, I tried to be authentic with yes. God, you know, as we should in our prayer life. and Right. But I never had a sense that, that God had turned his back from me or mm -hmm. there was payback. Or I know sometimes when bad things happen, sometimes we start to think, well, it's because I messed up here or right. messed up here. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's consequences in real life. There are consequences for our choices. And unfortunately, there are consequences sometimes that we experience because of others' bad choices. Yeah. And we have no control over those. But, but by and large, there's a lot of things we all face that really have nothing to do with us personally. 
Yeah. It's just, we live in a broken world. Right. Yeah. So anyway, knowing that, that Jesus wants to carry our burdens, that we don't have to be uh, carrying it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, that was huge for me. Um, and then the other verse was Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be the God, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in, in it, who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Mm-hmm. So that is huge for me. And again, I know this verse, but when you live it out and you depend on this verse for your survival, it's a lot different. Yeah. You know, and the fact is, is I love comforting other people. I mean, my background is counseling and I love to encourage people and and encourage them in their faith. Mm -hmm. That is just what I do. But it's easier sometimes to be on the, the giving end than the receiving, you know, but really just realizing that, you know, part of what I'm going through these last five years I've got to reach out to the body of Christ. Yes. I've got to reach out to my sisters in Christ too. And then the, and then prayer support, realizing yeah. I believe in prayer, but even more so now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I realized I've got to have other people on board covering us in prayer, praying for, for Julie with all of her different things and yep. our family. So those were the three verses. Um, I think that were pretty key to me. Um I wanted to share a little bit, um, going back to, um, 2018 with my mom. Um, she's a great mom. Um, whole backstory. We all have backstories in our families, but basically I always knew she loved me. But when I got serious about my faith as a young adult, she didn't really want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now she was the one ironically that I prayed with when I accepted Christ as a child. But as I got older, and realized I'm not sure where she really was with Christ. Mm-hmm. And and she didn't want to go to church and things like this. And so at one point I remember asking her, Mom, when are you going to go back to church? And she kind of got mad. <laughs> and so that was not a topic she really wanted to, to deal with a lot. So fast forward to 2018 when she got sick. And um, there was a point where she had to get a tracheotomy. And she couldn't speak, but mm. she could motion. And, um, and I was of course, making every opportunity to make sure she'd heard the gospel, that Jesus loved her, and you know, and, and I I never got a real true sense. I mean, she called herself a Christian, you know, and, and maybe she was. I just never knew for sure. Um, so when she started to get sick, and I'm here in South Carolina, and she's there in Florida, yeah, I had begun to pray. I was like, Lord, please put other Christians into her life. Because she's not comfortable talking to me. Yes. And I want her to know you. Yeah. Now, when she passed away um, in 2019, I had to get in touch with the caregivers. And especially the one that was like her favorite. She told me her favorite name was Sandy. And she, in fact, she stuck me on the phone with her one time. Say, here, talk to Sandy, my (laughs) caregiver. And, um, you know, I talked to Sandy and just very quickly realized this lady is probably my sister in Christ. And I asked her and, oh, yes, she was a believer. Okay. And, oh, as a matter of fact, you know, I, I told, I was honest with Sandy and told her, I'm not sure about my mom and where she is. You know, I, I didn't have that certainty with my mom. And she says to me, well, my mom, Carol is her name. Carol would love to go for car rides. So she'd get dressed up, put her lipstick on, and we'd get in the car, and I'd just take her for a drive. And we'd start talking. And she would start asking questions. And I would share with her about Jesus. Wow. So, (laughs) in her mind, and according to what she understood of her conversations with my mom, she believed that my mom did accept Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know, 100%. Right. And I won't know. And I decided right after my mom passed away, that I wasn't going to be upset about that the rest of my life. I yeah. was going to trust that to the Lord. Going back to that scripture, he's going to carry that burden for me. Well, and you see his His hand in answering your prayer. That's right. That he would put someone else that she would listen to. That's right. And it's like he he honored that prayer. Yeah. God is so faithful. And I think that often we don't give God the credit due mm-hmm. him. When we pray, 
he tells us to pray for a reason. Yeah. How often do we just pray half-heartedly? In the book of James, it says, don't pray and be double-minded. Yeah. In other words, don't always be praying and have this backdoor approach. Well, if that doesn't work out, I'm going to do this thing. Now, obviously, he gives us resources and a brain to use. Yeah. But how often do we just completely depend and say, Lord, I have nothing but you? Because mm-hmm. in reality, that is the truth. Yeah. We don't have anything but God. Yeah. You know? So he's so faithful. And he showed up with my mom, with my mother-in-law, with her dialysis three days a week. We would often hear from her and my father-in-law that, you know, they, you know you, I don't know if anyone knows about dialysis, but you're there for several hours. Yeah. They had to go at 530 in the morning. I mean, it was, it was really hard on them. And they were in their 80s already. But, you know, she would always have these wonderful stories about people they got to know mm. and how encouraging it was. And so it became a little community for them. encouragement wow so we thought well that's really cool because of course we've been praying you know for god to take care of them and there were people in the community looking after them too um you know god provided the office manager to look after my father-in-law after my mother-in-law died um she was willing and able to look after him when we were here of course six hours away yeah you know for quite a while um so god was god was certainly faithful um, so one thing I do want to share, <laughs> um, it sounds, I'm laughing, but it, and it is funny, believe me, trust me, stay with me here. Um, <laughs> so we had to go up for my father-in-law's funeral in November of 2020. And, you know, of course we're sad, but he was 89 and he, he really lived the way he wanted. He got to run his business and do his own thing up until the weekend he died. Wow. So, I mean, it was really a blessing and we knew he was with the Lord. Um, so we, you know, the kids and us were driving up to the, where the, the cemetery is to do the funeral. And we're running a little late because we got a little turned around. You know, it's in West Virginia, of course. Yes. And we drive up and everyone's standing around and the hearse is there. And we're like, what's going on? You know? Um, and so we go up to a few people and, and they tell us they forgot the body. We're like, <sighs> What? And they said, yeah, he feels terrible. But the funeral director, who's an older gentleman, he'd been in the, he lived around the block, basically, from where my in-law's house is. Yeah. They've known him for years. He's buried everybody they know. You know, and, and just for whatever reason, there was a mix-up at his funeral home. Oh, and they forgot to put my father-in-law's body in the hearse. So they brought the hearse there, but no body. It's empty. And here's the funny part. My husband... He, my husband, only child, this is his dad, right? But he says, well, my mom always teased him that it'd be late to his own funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and just hilarious. like that, immediately I knew God is in control. Yeah. God has a sense of humor. And he, I was so thankful for that moment because it was a sad occasion, but yet there's joy because we knew he was healed. Yeah. We knew where he was. And it was so funny and it was because it was like so a true. Wink, a wink from his wife <laughs> yes. from heaven. Yeah. So again, God showed up, you know, and it, and for all of us, our kids and my husband and I, it was just, yeah. we didn't, weren't upset. We were just like, it's okay. I mean, he's fine. It's just a body. Right. You know, I know it's important, you know, but, but it is just a body and we're eternal spirits. Yeah. So that was cool. So, um, Obviously, with my daughter and all of her medical struggles, uh, first the surgery and then the next summer, the cancer, um, you know, a lot of uncertainties there. You know, with the surgery, there's always complications. You don't, you're not 100% assured she won't be paralyzed or, you know, I mean, it's major right. surgery when you straighten their back, yeah. their spine. And so, you know, there's a little bit of that, but I was just like, we knew that she needed to go through with the surgery. Um but the doctor did such a good job, um, and she was up that day walking around. You wow. know, it was painful, but she did it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, when she had cancer, there's so much I could say about that season, that that summer, that really that whole year. <laughs> it was almost a whole year. Um, it was just... Uh, from the beginning, knowing that God was in it, knowing that this is part of her testimony, encouraging my daughter. Because I'm mom. I'm I'm trying to guide my daughter yeah. into how to deal with such a huge thing in her young life. 
and realizing I can encourage her in her faith, show her that she's not just a victim here. She has choices, you know, and, and also ultimately that God is in control and he loves her. Because yeah. she did share with me early on that there were some struggles with that. Lord, why? Yeah. I just lost three grandparents in her eyes, you know. Yeah. Just lost three grandparents, had made, you know, had major surgery and now cancer. And she did struggle with that. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, she and I talked a bit about it. She's not super open, but she was able to share. And I put things together that that was a struggle for her. And, you know, and I was honest with her. And I said, you know, I struggle too. I don't always understand why why God does what he does the way he does it. Right. But I know that we can trust him and his character. Yeah. And that he loves you regardless of the circumstances. So we worked through that. And that's, of course, where the result was that she decided to do the Instagram posts. And she would share when she'd go get chemo. She'd have pictures. She'd have me take pictures or her friends. And she'd post. And she has little blurbs that she shared about what God is teaching her. Um, Early on when she was home with me for the first treatments, you know, I was with her. And we'd sit in the waiting room first, and then we'd go into the chemo room. And and I felt very impressed to teach my daughter about prayer, about mm-hmm. how she could be a powerful instrument to pray for other people. Yeah. Even while she was going through this. Yeah. And so we began to talk to other people in the in the rooms and in the chemo rooms and, and find out their struggles and, and, and starting to pray for these people. And Julie, I saw how she grew in her boldness. Yeah. For the Lord and in her confidence. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, thank you, God. Even though this was so hard, this is something good that is coming out of it. Yeah. And she continued that when she went down to Charleston in the fall to finish the two last treatments, you know, and I was there, I was able to be there for her last treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's amazing the people we prayed for, and there were tears, not just in our eyes, but in those we prayed for. Yeah. You know, knowing some of these people, they didn't know if they were going to be alive. Yeah. Now with Julie, the truth is, is the chemo treatment she took was sort of the gold standard for lymphoma type B, which is what she had. Interestingly enough, the same thing her grandmother died of. Mm, um, yeah. Wow. But, uh, but yes, yeah, she responded very well to the chemo treatments and, and good chance it won't come back. I mean, we're not assured 100% even still. Yeah. But um, but I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for mm-hmm. that she's better. She's getting better anyway. But what else? I'm trying to think of what other what other trials and 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 how my responses and um. I talked about her Instagram page. I think just uh, I wanted to share when she when she found out she needed to get two more treatments done and. Charleston and I was not going to be with her. Yeah. That was, just, that was super, super hard for me to want to send her off without me looking over her, watching over her. Yes. And I really was like, well, in an ideal world, there'd be like a mother figure down there to take care of her. Yeah. Well, guess what? God provided that too. Mm. He arranged for a discipleship leader of hers from the church she attends. She has, she's a homeschool mom down there. She has three kids of her own. Um, but she had said, sure, I have a, I have a room just for you all week after chemo. You can stay there. Wow. I'll cook your meals. I'll make sure you're eating. I'll take care of you. That's amazing. I was just like, God, yeah. you are so amazing. Yes. And just like that, it was like my, my, I still was sad that I couldn't be there, but right. the anxious part or the worry part just left. Yeah. I was like, why did I even worry? You know, God is completely faithful and in control here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he provided lots of good friends that helped her make sure she got to her appointments and encourage her while yeah. she was down there going through all of that. So it was just reminder after reminder after reminder, you know, that God is faithful even as we face things. And um, what has God taught me? I wanted to share a few things. Um, as I reflect on the bas- bat the last five years, um, I'm, I am truly amazed at how God has continued to be faithful to me and my family through the whole thing. I mean, sometimes when you're in the midst of something, it's hard to really 
make sense of it all. And later mm-hmm. you can reflect. And, and honestly, we're still coming out of it. So I'm still reflecting. Right. Yeah. We're still processing all of us. Um, but God used so many different people in my life to encourage not only me and my daughter, but our whole family, constantly asking, how's Julie? How are you all? We're praying for you. You know, the body of Christ is so huge. And I think it's a shame for those that are maybe afraid or ashamed to share what's going on with them to anyone. Right. Um, and, I, and I definitely urge anyone who's facing difficult things to reach out to a believer, mm-hmm. a Bible-believing believer, to pray for them, to check in with them, at least one person. Yeah. Um, I had a community within my, my choir, within church, yeah. homeschool, and um, they're also faithful to pray. And that was so meaningful. Um, I learned that I'm pretty resilient, you know, because, not because of anything great in me, but because even more so I learned to lean into Christ, mm-hmm. to try to just really focus on trusting Christ through the whole process. You know, um, I didn't write the scripture down, but basically Isaiah chapter 43, it talks about how when you, you face the floodwaters, when you face the fire, he says, I will be with you. Yes. He doesn't say that I'll help you avoid them. He says, when you go through them. Yeah. And that, that mm-hmm. verse is so, so true because often as, as believers, we tend to not even realize we get into this thing where we realize, well, if we pray, if we read our Bible, we go to church, we do all the right things, somehow life will go good for us. Right. And then when bad things happen, somehow it must be because either we're being punished or we're not doing enough good for God. Yeah, we must have messed up somehow or I need to do better. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. totally missing the point of salvation. We are under grace. Jesus said there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Yes. Even if we did mess up, that's not why bad things happen all the time. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about the fact there are consequences for our choices, and that's true. But there's a lot of times in life for us and our children that things just happen because we're in a broken world. Yeah. You know, and so it was encouraging to me just to totally focus back on who God is, whose character is. And that was strength for me. Yes. You know, that was real strength for me to say, you know what? It's okay. I don't have to be anxious about this. He said he would carry my burdens. Yeah. I don't, I'm not guaranteed anything. I'm not guaranteed that we'll all be healthy and happy and, you know, live a great life for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Right. But none of us are, right? Yeah. So, okay. So basically, now, I want to talk about now, you know, um, how has this impacted me as a, yeah. as an individual? I mean, obviously I've said it many times on purpose through this thing, but God is in control. He really is sovereign. <laughs> and if we are careful enough to look for the evidence of God's hand, we will see it every day in our lives. Yeah. And definitely when we're facing trials, when we're facing loss or just the unknown and the uncertainties of life, because it could be something like it, it doesn't have to be death. An illness. It could be a job change or a marital discord or your child, you know, maybe choosing not to follow the Lord or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, God is big enough to handle anything, anything. And yeah. so often, as I said, we don't give him enough credit that he truly is sovereign, that he really only has plan A. It's never plan B. Yeah. And if that's the truth, and we know his character, we know that even when he allows the bad things to happen in our lives, mm-hmm. he means it for his ultimate glory and our good. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. But I'm very resolute in prayer. I think it's essential. I always have, but more so now. Yeah. I think that when we get to heaven someday and we realize you know, if I'd only prayed about that, it might've changed a little bit more. You know, we were going to be regretful Yes, (laughs) that we didn't take it more seriously. You know, that is the one defense we have is prayer. It's our lifeline, really. Absolutely. So, you know, the fact that God can be fully trusted, he wants to carry me when I face losses and trials. He doesn't want me to carry them on my own. I can't. Yes. I'm weak. Right. I'm a dumb sheep. 
<laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have heard that expression. You know, we're referred to as sheep. We are dumb sheep. We forget very easily. We need the shepherd. Yes. And he said, I'll carry your burden. But we have mm-hmm. to take it seriously and really trust him. Yeah. That those aren't just words. We have to live it. Mm-hmm. But he's able to carry me. He's able to give me peace. No matter the outcome, could be good. It could be bad. And yeah. I've experienced both. I'm sure everyone listening has. Yeah. There's some prayers that he says yes to. There's some prayers that he says no to. And for me, probably the hardest sometimes is when he says, just hang on and wait. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. But through the whole five-year experience, it's amazing how many times I would look at it and go, wow, God, you really timed that one well. When at first I didn't think so. You know, the right. fact that I was done homeschooling just in time to take over the business and stuff till my husband retired. Yeah. You know, and I was able to handle different aspects with my mother. I mean, had I had a full-time job, had I been involved in something that I couldn't get out of, I would not have been able to do those things. Yeah. And rem- and back in 2016 when I was praying about what's next, I was seriously considering, you know, should I take up counseling again? Should I do a career? Should I do should I get involved in something? And I never quite had a piece about it. And I've learned since I was younger in Christ not to get ahead of God. Yeah. That it is important to not move forward until God says to move forward. But by the same token, move when he says to move. Yeah. But go in the direction he's pointing. Mm -hmm. You know, because now it makes perfect sense. Right. So, but today, you know, we are several months out from from Julie's scans and and we'll continue those. And um, I find that a lot of this story is about transitions, definitely for me, Mm -hmm. for my husband and I together as a couple and as individuals, you know, with him retiring and we're trying to find our new normal without kids and without his job and um, transitions from one one struggle after another for five years. And all of a sudden, it seems like things have calmed down. A little peaceful. And to be honest, and to be honest, my husband's happy with it. But with my personality, I'm like, okay, God, hand me three more things. Right? Not not bad things, mind you. Yes. But but honestly, you know, these days I'm just like, Lord, help me be sensitive to Your Spirit. Yeah. And truly, truly, it's it's simplified down to two things: trust Him and obey Him. Help me to truly trust you, to trust your word, to trust that you are who you say you are. I know these things that I've just gone through, but like a dumb sheep, it's easy to forget quickly. Right. Yeah. Even still. Mm-hmm. But um, so trust him and trust his word. And, and, and trust means not just say it in your head, but am I living it out in my life? Does my life show that I trust him? Right. But then also obey. That means when he calls me to go speak to someone or to do this thing or maybe hold back from doing something or to trust him with my kids when they're doing something, it makes me nuts, you know, to obey him, Mm -hmm. obey whatever he says to do and to trust that he is in the process completely. Yeah. I mean, there's so many instances where I didn't even pray and God had already met me there. Yeah. You know, so I I hope that encourages, you know, anyone, I mean, because there's so many, like you said, there's so many things we faced and I faced in the last few years. And, um, but God is faithful. Yeah. He can be trusted. Amen. I love that. It's so good. And um, if you've been listening for a while, you know um, that I've come to that realization too about um, how easy it is for us to forget. Um, and because I've been sharing my journey and testimony Um, and it seems like every time I do a personal update, I'm like, guess what? I forgot again (laughs) and just, you know, but, um, also just going deeper every, um, every day, hopefully, you know, we're all learning to trust a little more, learning to obey a little more, um, sensitively, I guess, to the Holy Spirit and, um, just, and we're under grace, you know, yes. when we think we've got it and then something happens and we realize, oh, I don't got it, you know, and that's okay because yeah. God knows, he knows we are weak, but that yeah. is why he wants to be our strength. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Connie, for sharing with us. Um, would you just close us in prayer and just pray sure. over the listeners who 
are probably relating very much to a lot of what you shared. Sure. It'd be an honor. Lord, I thank you so much that you're in our presence. I thank you for your peace. I thank you that you meet us right where we are in the midst of our struggles and our brokenness. Lord, in the midst of our hopes and dreams. Lord, I pray that for each person that's listening, that we would be submissive to your will, that we would want what you want so much that we're willing to hold loosely to our own plans and our own expectations of life and of ourselves and of our children, um, that we would just want what you want most because Mm. we know that your plan is always perfect, Lord, Lord. that you always accomplish your will. You've promised Mm -hmm. to accomplish your will in our lives and in our children's lives. Lord, we don't always understand your ways, but we know your heart. And the more we get to know you, we know how faithful you are and how good you are. Yes. And I pray for every listener that they would know that too, and that that would just become such a reality in our everyday lives mm-hmm. and in the other people we touch every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm. Amen. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for asking me. Wasn't that so, so good? I'm so grateful for my friend Connie um, for sharing um, just so candidly with us about her journey the past five years and um, just all the things that she faced and yet showing us how you can keep your focus on the Lord and come out stronger on the other side as you learn to trust um, more fully. So I pray that you are inspired to do the same this week with whatever burdens you're carrying. Um, I'm just assuming that you're carrying something because the more I go along in life, I realize that um Every day there are joys and there are sorrows. And um, so if we depend on our life to be all butterflies and rainbows, um, we will struggle to be happy. Um, But with the Lord, we can have joy no matter what our circumstances are. So I pray that that is a blessing to you this week. Um, If this podcast has been a blessing, um, it would be just such an encouragement to me and um, mean a lot if you would take just a second to um, rate this podcast, click on the five stars Um, Also, be sure to download or follow um, so that you always get notified when a new episode pops up and um, you can keep up with listening um, as we have more great interviews coming up soon. And um, yeah, I just love to have you part of this family of sisters in Christ and um, don't want you to miss out on anything. So if you have a few extra minutes and could leave a review, it is so helpful um, to get the podcast to reach even more people when there are good reviews and Also, I can go back and read them and see how it is um, touching people's lives. And that is always a blessing. Um, You can also just send me a private message if you would rather um, communicate with me that way. You can find me on Facebook, um, Sarah Dawn St. Clair. And of course, on the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group. You can also follow me on Instagram at raising underscore rubies times six. And you could always send me a DM over there. And I would just 
love to have a conversation with you about whatever it is that you're going through in your life. Um, If this podcast is really impacting you and you would like to join my team of um, podcast partners, it would be such a blessing. Um, There will be links to PayPal and Venmo in the show notes. And the way I'm working it right now is you can pick a date of the month that you would like to be a sponsor for that day for the podcast and send that amount. And then um, you'll be entered to win a special gift at the end of the month. I'm going to do a live Zoom call to um, draw the gifts and there'll be a couple of different ones and I'll be making announcements about the details about exactly what those gifts will be soon. Um, but that is in the works. So I'm really excited just to have more to offer you, the listeners, as you partner with me. It will just help me to be able to continue to bring this podcast to all of you. So I would be so grateful for that. Well, I hope you have a fabulous week. Um, hopefully it calms down a little bit now that the Easter excitement and all of that, finding the perfect Easter outfit and all of that is um, over with and um, get outside, enjoy some spring and um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you over on the Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group and having conversation about Easter traditions. And I look forward to meeting you back here next Monday for a podcast about hope. So remember, sister, you are not alone. You are precious to your Heavenly Father. Bye for now.